because it tells you what happens to Zuko's mother. That's like the big mystery at the end of the finale of Avatar. No spoilers. Zuko doesn't know what happened. I'm not going to say. It's the last one. Zuko's like, he I'm never could <laughs> For the whole thing, he doesn't know what happened to his mother. She just like disappeared under mysterious circumstances one mm-hmm. night. So then he, he, they defeat his dad. His dad's the bad guy. That's why he needed a redemption arc. Um, but they defeat him. And then he asks his dad, is like, what happened to my mother? Just like that. Well, he says it in his awesome Dante Bosco voice. Because you know who voices Zuko? Rufi. Oh! Yeah, yeah, you know. Oh. <laughs> that guy. He looks exactly the same. I know, I've He's seen like him. He's like 40 now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm writing an intro for today. It's going to be fun. You're just thinking it up right now. Welcome, kids. I've completely lost the plot because, as the poets of our time once said, the years stop coming and they don't stop coming. I'm emotionally compromised, and this is my friend, Sarah. <laughs> We're both emotionally something down. Yeah, I didn't write down a script today. It's going to be gonna be fun we also haven't recorded <laughs> we haven't recorded in a while yeah it's, it's been at least a week correct yeah and i was behind in posting on our tumblr so i did that this morning and it took me way longer than i thought it was going to i didn't post anything i just wrote up like the breakdown of our that's how far behind I am. We're recording the third episode of season three, and I'm still trying to get out the rankings of season two on Tumblr. Yeah, that's how, that's how my life's going right now. I'm sorry. Or I'm not sorry. Nobody needs to be on It's true. What are we What are we watching today, Sarah? Why do we I are, always do that? We are watching season three. Episode three. Bad day at Black Rock. Sam and Dean answer a call on their father's old cell phone, alerting them that someone has broken into their dad's secret storage room in New York. I forgot that that's how this episode starts. (laughs) For once, I'm not the only one who has forgotten things. I I know the gist of what happened during the course of this episode, but I forgot that that was an inciting incident for those of you who are taking filmmaking classes. Fancy. Yeah, that's right. I don't wish to know. I just watched too much YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching Game Grumps and I saw this thing where they were like trying to do an ad and Danny really fucked up his line and Aaron just like he just went, do you want another take of that? And he just smiles and looks at the camera and goes, no, I nailed that. <laughs> kind of how I feel like we are today. It's exactly to how nailed. I'm All right. Um, this episode first aired uh, October 18th, 2007. 
Uh, it was directed by Bob Singer. I keep calling him Bob like I know him personally. It's Robert Singer. It's because you want to say Bobby Singer. Kind of. It's also because I don't want to say Robert. I want to just shorten the shit so I don't have to say as much. And it's written. <laughs> and it's written by Ben Edlund, who is great. That's probably why this is an amazing episode and it is sitting at a very satisfying 9.3 oh or on imdb imdb but yeah ben ben edlund's good guy i don't so there. know him. well i don't know him personally i also don't know bob, my good friend bob singer personally <laughs> I I remember this is uh, definitely like a comedy episode of Supernatural, and uh, I remember really enjoying it. So, listen, I get mine queued up before I even call you, okay? If I queue mine up that early, if my TV will have already forgotten that I queued anything up by the time we actually watch it. Yeah, let's let's skip recap. I don't want to watch the fucking recap. It's a long one, because now I'm at a minute 06. Jeez, oh, why was it so fucking long? I don't know. Am I in the right episode? What are you seeing? I'm seeing a guy in a jail cell. Okay. Well, I mean, they're in a jail. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> like, I knew who this was and what was going on, but I didn't think it happened in this episode. <laughs> I like that you're like, what am I watching? How dare you? Yeah, how dare you disrespect Bobby Stinger like that, Gordon? Not in my house, Gordon. Not in my <laughs> house. Samuel? I know. Don't make people call your middle name. They don't have middle names. They at least not ones that the show ever shares. That's, I mean, that's true. Oh, okay. Why did I forget so much of this episode? I can't believe we kept it either, Jesus. Right. <laughs> shit. This is a huge storage locker. Did you run your finger through the dirt? Yeah, I was going to say, is that supposed to be dust or something else? It is, in fact. Oh... I didn't realize this was the episode where we. There's so many disjointed parts of this episode. I'm so I'm putting it together now, but like each step of the way, I'm just like, oh, that's this episode. Wait, that's how this goes. Like I knew she stole something from them, but I could I didn't remember any. I don't remember any of this. I'm not surprised. I'm having trouble. Or <laughs> boating music. Yeah, tells really. you're fucked. It's just good. Like I'm just gonna sit over here, casual, bleeding out. His face just so says, "Fuck you, dude." Yeah. <laughs> you get shot. What is this music? Are you hearing this? It's very like cop drama. Yeah. Background music. Weird. I like that he's a tank top vest kind of guy. It, it tracks. 
Stop what? Why did you yell stop? Right, I think he was talking. Oh my god. Yeah, Sam got choked again. He's been choked in a while. It's been a minute. Oh, right. I'm a giant. Why did he yell Sam? Because the guy so was confused gonna... as to what they're shouting throughout this whole fight. Just put it back in the box. Please, I know you're not going to because there's like, this episode has barely begun. But just put it back in the box. Why would you think that would work? Because it makes me feel better if they just put it back in the box. Just an aside, that has nothing to do with anything. I absolutely hate getting scratchers as, like, stocking stuff or gifts from people at Christmas. Just give me nothing. Hand me a dollar. I don't fucking care. What you've handed me is garbage, essentially, that I just need to throw out later. Hate it. It's so ominous. Just this, why are we focused on the beer bottle? Do you not remember what happens? I don't remember this episode at all. Oh no. Oh my god, don't do it. <laughs> why did you tell me I had to keep watching? <laughs> oh my god. So I'm evil? I hate it. I hate Oh, the back of my head hurts. <laughs> Why are you so happy about that? Like, yeah, you're kind of screwed, but hey. Yeah. As long as you figure it out. Dean's <laughs> <laughs> just loving every second of this. Have you ever seen him eat pizza? Seeing Dean eat pizza makes me think that that's how Jensen eats his pizza. He shoves as much of the slice in his face as he possibly can at once. This man just shoves things in his gullet. None of these other waitresses are like, who the fuck are you? Right, like, be a little bit more subtle. What is happening with this episode? Completely forgot how weird and disjointed everything was. This is just so off the wall. It's like, here's this, here's this, here's this, and all of it is just random shit. I know you're sad, but this is funny. Horseshoe? Where? Over the door. Oh, sure enough. Isn't it supposed to be the other way around? I thought so. You guys are superstitious in the wrong way. Wow, what's this lighting you have on his face? It's like... Bad key lighting. It's like... It should be going it this is. Way. Going it's that really, way. Like Sam's lit fine. He's lit fine. Yeah. He's it's lit just, like shit. It's just highlighting his nose. It's a bumper sticker that says Bethlehem or bust. There's a bunch of religious bumper stickers. What the fuck is wrong with this man? I'm kind of getting mad at all these characters. I wrote a note. We'll talk about it. This where he loses his shoe. I didn't put any red flags up for you. For Dean? <laughs> I know, even I know. Calls him idiots. 
The first time? I think so. <laughs> His delivery of that line is That's the best a, thing ever. He's so miserable. He's just so downtrodden. I can only laugh at his misery. Nice B-roll of a place that they definitely aren't. Right. It's a really weird way that you have... You're handling them. Yeah, she's holding the tongs very strangely. What tongs? Why is she holding it at all? Well, that's the thing. She's trying not to hold it. Why did she just keep it wrapped up in the washcloth or whatever she had? Right? Right? Maybe she was also going to do some barbecuing. When did, have, when did he have time to write a post-it note? Why did he do it? He's such a dick. Why would you? Uh, it was like the most dramatic shit, thing see? he could have done. Serial killer shit. What the fuck? Don't lean back in your chair as your mother tells you a million times when you're ten. <laughs> Don't. He's trying to smother it. I know, but it's just going to catch on fire with his look. Why didn't he take his jacket off? I think they both incorrectly think that they're in a James Bond movie. Yeah, accurate. (laughs) Oh, come on. She's like, I'm tired of this day. Not even like fear or anything. It's just like severe inconvenience. He's just like, come on, I'm, it's been a day. When our arms getting tired, we're now yeah. <laughs> bent at the elbows. Listen, this is really tiring, I'm just gonna... Basically, <laughs> since we're just standing here doing nothing for, like, what, half an hour? Let me linger on that shot. That was bad. This is bad mm-hmm. editing, Bob. My good friend, Bob Singer. He's not love about her line delivery. I was going to say maybe she's struggling with the accent, but if it's her actual accent, maybe not. I haven't. I know she works pretty regularly, but I honestly haven't seen her in anything else. Yeah. British American. Mm. Oh, she was born in New Jersey. Oh, maybe that isn't her accent. So, I don't know. Maybe she was just green. Maybe. And this is terrible. It's just not quite right. Yeah, it's just something's a little off. And it was her first episode, so maybe just trying to get her bearings. Is he really sweaty, or did you douse him with water? I think he's just sweaty. I wonder if Sam's sweaty or if Jared's sweaty. <laughs> it's a little column A, a little column B. I've heard tales of uh, Jared being a very sweaty man. I didn't realize that came from this episode. Like when he says, I'm amazing. I say that all the time when I'm being jackets. That's actually smart. Make her catch it. I know, that was actually much more clever. Because now she's fucked. Yeah. It looks like a little turd. (laughs) When you cut it that way. Why did you make Sam carry the shovel? And he's carrying it with his bat. Like, the army got shot in. Well, I mean, he's... Tr- he's. Yeah, he's bullet. holding the thing to his arm, but yeah. So how else would he... I still, like, Dean, why is Sam carrying the shovel? That's true. 
I love that you see Jared laughing. Jared totally breaks. Gordon, are you sure you want to work with this level this level of crazy? I mean, Gordon's his own level of crazy, so that's true. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, is the next dun. one a Gordon episode? Is that why we got that? Is the next one a Gordon episode? Is that why we got that? I don't know. The tease. I'm trying to read more this year. I'm going to read at least one book each month. Is what I've decided. I listened to an audiobook last month. I like it. Counts, it. Damn it. No, it absolutely does. See, I usually have a problem with audiobooks. I don't like the audiobook I listened to was a nonfiction book. So I was fine with that. It's when I do fiction books and they start doing the voices for the different characters. And I'm like, can you not? Like, it was kind of like listening to a podcast. So, uh, yeah. So maybe I'll start listening to more nonfiction audiobooks. I listened to, <laughs> I listened to the book How to Be Perfect. By Michael Shore, the guy who created Parks and Rec and Brooklyn Nine-Nine wrote for The Office. <laughs> it's his continuation of The Good Place. Because he got really into, like, moral philosophy and stuff. So, yeah. All right. Do you want to start? I don't have a metro. Yeah, I'm good. All right. My brain is empty. There's nothing in there except cobwebs and bad ideas. There you go. There's our intro. Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh my god. All right. So this episode, my recap. I do my recap first, right? Yeah, sure. I don't It's understand. been like two weeks and we've both completely forgotten how we do this. Well, I usually like, I just hit all my points. That's how I keep the ADD in check is I have everything written down. Like, all right, I did this. Now I do this. Now I do this. Now I do this. No, I just have bullshit. Yeah, I think and that's you all my re- head does. Do you do recap? It doesn't you- matter. It doesn't matter. I can do whatever I want. Do whatever you want. Do it. Okay. Recap for bad day at Blackrock. Uh, jail question mark? I was so confused in that opening. You were very concerned. I couldn't remember how this started. Even when you read the description, I was like, oh, right. That is how this starts. Because I knew it had to do with the bad luck, but like when they were, I was like, this is a prison. I was like, what? What is happening? All right. Uh, fight. Oh, that was Sam and Dean. <laughs> we pick up with them mid fight. Just so we like it. <laughs> Play with my Jesus. That guy was insane. Oh my God. He comes back too. I know he's in another episode. <laughs> All right. Soccer. Oh, that was Sam's soccer trophy. Like, I can't believe he kept this. I can't believe he kept this either. John's a bastard. (laughs) Well, so he kept it in, like, where he keeps all the stuff he's never gonna touch again. Did you see how thick of a layer of dust was on everything? Like, like, even before he died, he has not been there in a long time. (laughs) Yeah, so don't get too excited that he kept that. Right. Oh my god. All right. Grossman. I don't know the name of the guy who died. All I can remember is because he constantly said the name of his friend Grossman. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know what his name was. <laughs> you just know the other guy's name. <laughs> he said it all the time. All right, rabbit's foot. I did have a rabbit's foot. I had a rabbit uh, pelt, too. For all you vegans out there. All right. Uh, there's no time for politeness in a fight. Oh, that's when Sam bumped into Dean and then said he was sorry. Like, you're in mid-fight, Sam. Don't <laughs> apologize. It's your brother. Who gives a shit? Uh, all right. Uh, scratchers suck. Oh, that was my um, rant on lottery oh, scratchers. Lottery scratchers. <laughs> hate them don't give me them it's just garbage <laughs> who stacks dishes like that who stacks- how the guy died how the guy died how who stacks dishes like that oh how the guy died i was too um upset to notice how he was stacking his dishes like sticks like oh he stuck the fork like in this drainer he stuck it in the drainer, sticking up like it's a fucking daisy. I don't know. He laid that shit down. Leave it in the sink. Who gives a shit? Your apartment is gross. <laughs> that And that's why you're dead. <laughs> All right. Oh, Dean's five. See, oh, they won the thing, and he's so excited about just everything. Dean is just <laughs> excited about life. And this episode, and it's so cute. He gets brain freeze because he eats his ice cream too fast. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's five he's five all right obvious wig that was oh her wig yeah wig. oh man all right did he trip over his own feet <laughs> yes he did yes he, he did. did that horseshoe upside down oh yeah they had a horseshoe over their door i think it's supposed to be up i know that the horseshoe has something to do with the devil I'm and it's look like it up while you it's to ward it's to ward off the devil because traditionally I know it's changed over the years, especially with modern times. But traditionally, the devil has been shown to have like cloven hooves. So I guess people were like, "Yeah, horseshoes." I don't know, because people from the past are stupid. All right, pumas. Why does Sam have pumas? I guess he only has one now. Ha ha. <laughs> I don't know, it's just a weird shoe brand for Sam to have. It's on fire. Literally. Dumb standoff. I we got it. We're gonna have to talk about Bella. Mm-hmm. All right. We're definitely gonna have to talk about that. Dean's Batman. Love it. Why is Sam carrying the shovel? Yeah, why was he carrying the shovel? I feel like if you get shot, that excuses you from having to do anything else that day. I think that I think that have to carry shit. I just Jared breaks. That was a hundred and ten percent when Jensen said "son of a bitch" in the funniest possible way he could at the end of the episode, and Jared a hundred and ten percent broke. And they just left it in. They just left it in there, and I'm fine with that. All right, did you find out anything about horseshoes? Yes, so you were right. There's a legend that a blacksmith, like the devil came to a blacksmith and was like, give me a new shoe. So he put a red hot shoe on the devil's foot and the devil's like, this is really hot, take it off. And the blacksmith was like, yeah, I'll do that if you respect any place that has a horseshoe over the door. 
And so that's where the legend came from. So if, and this, according to this website, which is wideopencountry.com, hanging it upwards in a U shape means that it will keep the evil out and bring good luck into your home. Hanging it down like in a rainbow shape will have luck flowing out of your home. Oh, so it was symbolic of how they had bad luck now. Yeah, but I was right. It's supposed to be the other way around. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be like open-ended up, not open-ended down. Yeah. This is too hot. You're the fucking devil. What the fuck? I was paraphrasing really badly, but basically no, that's but what the legend was. Still. <laughs> still. Still, though. Oh, ratings. <laughs> See? See, this is this is what happens when we don't have a script. All right, all right. Our ratings for uh, Bad Day at Black Rock. Uh, I we realized as we were rating this that I enjoyed this episode way more than Sarah did. Well, maybe not way more, but we have differences of opinions on this episode. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk about it. All right. So my overall was nine. Sarah's was a seven, <laughs> and that equals eight. That, yep, that averages well, it, it averages to eight, I guess I should say. Uh, a monster of the week uh, was eight. I consider the monster of the week the cursed object because I think the cursed object's idea is really cool and it has this basis of lore. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Supporting cast was eight. We're going to talk about some of those supporting casts. Um, writing was a seven. Uh, cinematography was a seven. It was just fine. The laughs were turned up all the way to ten today. <laughs> oh man! Uh, and the main cast. Oh, sorry, I was reading the wrong thing. I was like, why did we give the main cast such a low rating? We didn't. Um, the main cast is a nine because Jared was hilarious in this episode. He was so funny. <laughs> Uh, so that gives uh, Bad Day at Blackrock a uh, 65 out of a possible 80. That technically ties it with the one we watched last week. The kids are all right. Sarah said she would put that one above this one. I think the other way around. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> I think Sarah gave a much better score to that episode. That makes sense. Sarah. Tell me. So here's the problem I have with this episode. Okay. Like, it was really funny. I enjoyed myself. Watch, like, I didn't hate watching it. It wasn't anything like that. It's just, it felt like there were at least three episodes and squished into one episode. There, there were three very distinct storylines loosely tied together by this cursed object storyline. And I think it felt that way partially because all of the side characters, well, even the main characters, all the characters were, like, quirky in this episode. We have all these very strong, unusual characters. Like, we've got the two guys in the RV, the one who's, like, a super Jesus freak. And he's just a very strange person. <laughs> Not because of it, but he's just a very strange person. So because of it. <laughs> And then we have the two thieves, Grossman and his friend, who we don't remember what his name is. Grossman and his dead friend. Yeah. And their whole, that was all very, like, that could have been its own thing. 
And then we have the... It could have been at least put together with this whole cursed object storyline and Dean and yeah. Sam being really out of character and... and I think that's the part that ties together the neatest is them and the cursed object that the yeah, bad luck and everything that all ties two, together the best. Those two, I agree. Those two, like if it was just those two storylines, I probably wouldn't have had such a problem with how disjointed it felt. But then we try to thread in this whole Gordon, these weird guys tracking down the brothers. Like we thread that in there and it just becomes too much and they aren't, Oh. You forgot one of the things. What did I forget? Bella. I'm I'm lumping her into the... I'll get there in a second. Okay. <laughs> I think if you took out the Gordon part, it wouldn't have been... It just didn't feel like anything was gluing together. And then, yeah, there is the Bella storyline, which I think she could have been attached to any artifact that they found. It didn't necessarily have to be this. I, I don't know. It just, it didn't feel like these pieces were fitting together as well as they wanted to. So it just kind of, I don't know. I just, that's, why, that's exactly why we differ. Because I liked the randomness of this episode. I thought it worked and it's, I think it worked for it. I like, there. Ha- I don't know. It's a comedy episode. It's kind of like this comedy of errors, screwball comedy kind of thing going on. So I kind of like that it's all of these little random pieces that do all join with each other. I actually, even though it was very jarring in the beginning, um, because I forgot how it started, um, I like that they tied Gordon in, that we were kind of like given that seed to remind us that he's a thing. He's still out there somewhere. Yeah. And um, because I know he's coming up, I actually don't think he is in the next episode, but I know he's coming up in a future episode. Um, so it's nice to have that reminder somewhere. And I think it's smart of them to not make it, like I said, it's a reminder. So it's not going to be the whole episode. Right. So I, I like, I liked that. And as far as like the Grossman and his dead friend, whose name we don't know. <laughs> um, as far as their storyline and tying with the um, rabbit's foot and the cursed objects and the bad luck and everything, I think if this episode has just been that, I think we would have called it boring. I don't, I honestly don't think there's enough there to be threatened enough because Sam, like, it's hilarious and Jared played it perfect as like instead of being scared or threatened just being annoyed yeah but the fact that there is this kind of level of danger for him with these other hunters I think makes it better it makes it more meaningful whereas like if it had just been him falling down a lot and losing a shoe like yeah that's funny but like it's just kind of it is what it is but, like, no, he's in real mortal peril, and, like, everything is still insane. Well, I think you have the danger of, like, once he loses it, death is consistently, like, around the corner for him. So mm-hmm. you've got the danger there, and I just think, I just keep thinking back to um, 
Oh, why can't I think of the episode name? Describe it to me. All I can think of is Short King, and I think that's what we called it. But Tall Tales. <laughs> tall Tales, thank you. Ironically, Tall Tales. <laughs> in Tall Tales, I feel like there was a better balance of the like mystery and the goofiness. And in this one, it feels like there's a little bit too much between the between the really weird Jesus guy and their storyline and all the slapstick. And with uh, Sam, there didn't feel like enough balance of like the more typical supernatural. Like we found out the 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 problem too early in terms of what this rabbit's foot is, and then we weren't involved or they weren't involved at all with finding the solution. They were just waiting for Bobby to find the solution. So if they had taken out the Gordon part of it and maybe focused a bit more on like, okay, we got to figure out where this is and Bella's a part of it, maybe, I don't know. That maybe would have balanced it out a bit more, but I just felt like everyone was quirky. So it kind of fell flat for, for me. Like there wasn't enough balance in all of the really funny oddball stuff. And I think that's why I didn't like it as much as it just felt like too much and not balanced enough. I'm not saying it's a bad episode. Like I said, I enjoyed it. I thought the funny parts were really funny. It just, there's just something about it. Like, I don't need to see this episode again. No, you're like me. You're going to forget it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Forgot how it started out. That was so jarring. There are some, there are some problems with, um, Jesus guy's name. I have no fucking clue. All right, I don't know either of those hunters' names, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Well, the one guy's name was when they're just like when they're just hanging out in his RV. Like, yeah, that's that drags a little bit, and we could have maybe tightened some of that up a little bit. But I don't hate that they were in this episode. I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know. I like I said. I don't mind them as characters. I just don't know that this was the right episode to have them in. Do you want to talk about Bella? <laughs> yeah, hang on. I'm looking up those guys' name. Mm-hmm. So I think Fine. that Jesus guy's name was Kubrick. What? Like Stanley Kubrick? Why? And we had Lugosi in this episode. I can't it, think of what his first name is. What was his first name? It's Bella. The guy. No, the guy. The actual guy. It's Bella. It is? His name is Bella? Bella Lugosi. Where the fuck was he from? Uh, Dracula. He was the original Dracula. No, I meant like in the world. <laughs> like, where was the guy? <laughs> oh, hang on. Let me look. Um, he. No, was... you have to look that up. This he was from uh, Romania. Oh, all right. Like, Bella seems like a weird name for him, but I don't know. It was also back in the day. We had. Kubrick and Lugosi. Why? That's weird referencing. All right. All right. But, so I guess yeah. All right. Let's talk let's about. Talk, let's talk about Bella. What What are your notes on Bella? I just put her introduction should have been in a different episode. <laughs> but that's not her. I. I was struggling with already knowing that, like, a lot of people don't like her. And I was trying to be very, I was trying to be objective. Because I was like, I remember not liking her, but I feel like that was a fandom misogyny thing. 
but I'm still not overly impressed by her character. I think she would have been a fine addition to this episode. I think if we do what you did, you said, and we cut out all the Gordon and the other Hunter stuff, and we're left with the idiot duo and our idiot duo, and we have her in the mix, because like I said, just them, this, yeah, like it might be funny, but essentially this episode is nothing. Um, but throwing her into the mix would give the plot more to do. Um, the problem I realized as we were like rating and stuff, I realized that the problem with her in this episode is that she is in a different episode. Like the way she talks, the way she is, the way she interacts with the boys is a completely different tone than everyone else is interacting with them. Yes. And they've been interacting with flat out antagonists in this, like other antagonists in this episode. And they're still, like you said, they're quirky and weird. And they're like, it's that, it's the comedy, it's the comedy of errors over here. And then, like I said, these guys think they're in a Bond movie for some fucking reason. It doesn't match. Yeah. Like she, like, I feel like she just went too hard on that. And, and I, she needed to pull it back. And I don't know if that was an acting choice or a direction choice. But yeah, it, it led to the disjointed nature of this episode. And her, her in her apartment talking on the phone. Like, I know they're trying to set up her character with the set design. But it's still just kind of, she's just walking around with this rabbit's foot in a pair of tongs. That was the weirdest choice that they could have made. And she has a Siamese cat and she's got this weird high-end up like well don't you know evil people have cats Sarah well that's why I have two because uh, only crazy people have more than one cat <laughs> uh, but yeah I don't know it just something felt off and I and I don't know that it was her fault though like I don't think it was an acting I think, a, I think it was a little column A, a little column B. Her, I was listening really hard into her dialogue. Her dialogue was not great. It, I feel like, again, going with this tonal change that we did with her and Dean in her apartment, and even when she was at the cemetery with them, it was still in that vein. Like, they're trading back these one-liners, and what did I write? Do they think this banter is cute? Because it's just clunky and awkward it doesn't come off well from either like it doesn't like even Jensen's dialogue isn't great in that scene yeah like again Jensen's great he tries his best but like if the dialogue sucks it sucks well and if you compare it to the and I'm going back to Tall Tales because it feels like one of the other strong comedy episodes you've seen so far the antagonist being the trickster there feels like a more natural, like, he's in it more, like, you're interacting with him a bit more, and him, his, like, reveal as the bad guy, and him being the bad guy, that feels a little bit more natural in the way they presented it, and it doesn't quite feel so, the tone doesn't feel so shifted, because he's still being kind of silly. They kept with that tone, but to your point, like, there's all this goofy stuff, and then there's her being serious, and too serious 
Yeah, and the whole confrontation where they're like circling each other with their guns out, and they they're straight armed guns out, which is not how you want to hold a gun because guns have recoil. They're obviously <laughs> not going to shoot at each other. But then when they cut back and they're both like our elbows are are bent and our guns are more toward our, down our by our sides, I'm like, did you your arms just get tired? What are you two doing? Yeah, this like. Gee, this like like you said, this Bond movie of the of the villain and the hero talking it out and sharing not so great quips like Dean's stupid fucking post it. Like I don't know, were they trying to make like I don't know what they were trying to I don't know what they were trying to do with that. I think I remember reading about this. Because I used to get EW. Back when you... All right, kids. Back in the day, we had these uh, things called magazines. They were made of paper, actual paper. And <laughs> you either got them in the mail or you went to the store and got them and you had to physically turn the pages. <laughs> I vaguely remember reading this article in there. I think it was before the first episode had even aired of the season. But it was about season three, and it was about specifically introducing, why do I want to call her Carrie? Casey. Is that her? No. Cassidy. Ruby. The chick who plays Ruby. What is her name? I don't know. Anyway. All right. It, specifically um, introducing Ruby and Bella, this character. Like, it was, like, a big deal. Like, these are the new... Like, basically, like, these are the new players in Supernatural kind of vibe. And I remember they were very... And this might have been just, like, editorializing for whoever did the reporting on this. But it did have this idea of, like, these are going to be, like, the romantic interests for the guys. Oh. And I feel like there there's a thread of, like... Like I said, do they think this banter is cute? There is a little, like, banter back and forth between Dean and Bella. It's bad. It's badly written. It's not good. But the other problem is, and this is this is where I think maybe it's her acting. And again, I, this might have been the first thing that she did. So she might have been very green. She's had a very illustrious career since then. I don't watch The Walking Dead, so I haven't seen a lot of her career. Um so cl clearly she's done very well for herself. Maybe it got better. But I feel like she is looking with at both of them with way too much contempt for this to be cute and flirty. Like, she looks like... She, the look on her face, every time they go back to her, it looks like if she could, she would burn a hole through his fucking head. And well, that's not the right vibe for any of this. Well, here's the thing. I don't... As we well, it's well documented. I don't remember anything about Supernatural. Um, I especially don't remember anything about season three. So I don't know if this is actually what happens. But I, this whole time we're talking to her, Dean's talking to her, I just thought she hates hunters for a specific reason. A hunter killed somebody she loves. Somebody she loves was a hunter. Like, there's a reason behind why she hates hunters so much. And they were really leaning into that. No. No, she didn't no. have any contact with hunters before she came, became what she is. Perfect. So, <laughs> but again, her her story changed because of fan opinion. Everybody hated her. Um, 
and because of the writer strike. So her story really changed. I don't think her story was supposed to end at the end of this season. I honestly don't. Because again, that article really like Ruby continues on mm-hmm. into a, at, at one more season. But it really seemed like they were like we're introducing new characters and not just like new supporting ca- like these are going to be new characters and then we keep going through Supernatural and like, no, it's just always these two idiots. Um, so it it really seemed like they were setting Bella up for more and that it just didn't come to fruition. And, you know, like like you said, I was very aware when we started watching this, I was very aware when she came on in her bad wig when she came into frame I was very aware like all right I know that I hated her let's go in fresh and I really did I honestly did and I think that's why I saw the bad acting and the bad writing is because I was so like really trying to analyze her and how I felt about her and I think there's there's a good idea in there but the execution is just all wrong yeah for the record this is the like she was in four other things before this, but, like, none of it is notable. So this is mm-hmm. the biggest job she's had up to this point. Okay. Because um, she's in six episodes of Supernatural, according to IMDb. And So maybe she was just green. I think there are other things that she does in in the series. I'm, I kind of remember. Maybe I'm wrong. I was wrong about a lot of season two. Oh. Well, and if they were but doing... But I, I remember a lot of other things that she did that were good i think the hope again i don't know where she goes from here because i don't remember anything so hopefully she improves and she as an actress gets a little bit better maybe she's still not dealing with great writing as she goes on maybe it was bad directing that's the other thing is like what i like what i said with the looking at dean with utter contempt maybe she was told to do that yeah. and may- Or maybe she was told something and that was her interpretation of that. But like as the director, it's your job to like see this and be like, all right, pull back or, you know, whatever. You're supposed yeah. to fucking direct. Because <laughs> I don't necessarily, like, again, the-, the dialogue was clunky, but I don't necessarily think her delivery was bad. It was just wrong. Totally. Yeah. I think her problem is sexism, but I think her problem, her character's problem is sexism. The sexism that happens behind the screen. I think that's the problem with this character. I think that's what's going to be the problem moving forward. Knowing where her character goes and ends up. I was like, I was really hoping to like really like her. I was hoping, I think that's what part of my problem is. I was like, just watch. I'm going to like her so much. She's, I'm going to be like, why did everyone hate her? And I think I'm almost disappointed that I'm like, yeah, she's not that great in this episode. I mean, I, Katie Cassidy, that's her name. I really liked Katie Cassidy. I, I, as we're rewatching this, she hasn't been in a lot, but I really like what she's done. She's come in and she's really nailed it. I, I think. So, yeah, like I was prepared for this, but I, yeah, there really is just, again, I think it's behind the, it's, it's all happened behind the camera. There are just fundamental problems with this character. Yeah, like, I don't think it's, I don't really think it's on the act, like, I'm sure this actress is wonderful. Like you said, she's on The Walking Dead. She's done a lot more after. She's, she's had quite a 
nice career. Um, so I'm yeah. sure she is an actress and she as a person is great. And I kind of feel bad for her that she's got this like notorious character uh, like following her because I feel like yeah, there's some some clunky acting slash dialogue, but I don't feel I just get this feeling that not and it wasn't really her fault. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe Which is it's a shame. too nice to her, but I don't I don't know. I think there was that banter back and forth because there's something about that that I I did want to like, and maybe it's the problem. Like I said, Robert Singer was the, or as I like to call him, Bob, because he's my good friend. <laughs> he was the director, and I think I think this is a continuing problem throughout because she is kind of set up as a quasi love interest initially for Dean and then kind of weirdly for Sam and that yeah it gets kind of weird and messy and I don't think they knew what they were doing or where they were going um she's always because like I said I I read a thing where they were like when fan backlash was so bad and they were like all right we're gonna 86 this character the comments that I think came from Kripke himself or some producer or something. We're like, oh, she just got one over on the, she was like, she, like, she was too smart or something like that. I was like, no, I think the problem is that you were trying to make her flirty with the boys, but everything she said, everything she did, the way it was acted made it seem like she honestly hated them. Mm-hmm. And you can't flirt with somebody that you really fucking hate. Right. So it just, it was so disjointed. And that's, and I can see it from right here that this is supposed to be like flirty little banter. And it's not because she's not flirting. She's pissed. And I don't think that the male producers, the director, I don't think they saw it that way. I think they were like, it's man, it's woman on screen, kiss. Like, that's how they see it. I keep going back to that stupid post it note. If he hadn't had that stupid sticky note and she just turned around and he was there, I wouldn't have a problem with that. But it was like they were trying to show that he could kind of get one over on her. And like you said, like it's. All right, let me describe this scene for you. There's a woman alone in our house with her cat. She notices something weird. She doesn't see that there's someone creeping out around behind her house so she grabs some something to protect herself with and she goes to her front door and notices that it is a jar and her alarm has been dismantled there's a post-it note that says turn around and now there's a strange man in her apartment i am describing a fucking horror movie where bella is the victim and dean is the serial killer even though I know what you're talking thought about, that was a good idea. I felt uncomfortable as you were describing it, even though I know exactly what you're talking about. I I don't know that just that whole scene in the apartment was just that. Who approved any of that? Like from moment one, all of that should just be insane nonsense. Like obviously we're not going to do that because it makes Dean look crazy and creepy, and it puts our antagonist in the victim role. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> And then the oh, Dean was the only interaction I liked between Bella and Dean is the one where Dean was smart enough to get her to catch the rabbit's foot so that she would be fucked and have to destroy it. Yeah. That's it. Well, That's then... the only interaction I liked. Like Dean is actually, you know what? I kind of liked when she shot Sam. I'm not going to lie. I thought that was hilarious. 
Like, Dean berated her for being a thief, and I'm like, dude, what do you think you do? You just broke into somebody's house, asshole. <laughs> like, you steal stuff all the time. There, yeah, it, there's just, like, this is not good groundwork for a character. There's something foundationally wrong with the character because she's been written and conceived of by men. Stop ha- stop letting men write female characters. Just men, stop. Just stop. But yeah, I, I, yeah, as I was watching that, I was like, this is, this is the problem with her. This is why nobody liked her. Yeah. It's not to do, I mean, maybe, yeah, there was, there was probably a little, there actually, I'm going to take that back. There's probably a lot of internalized misogyny when it came to her and with Ruby. Ruby wasn't super well received, but she was definitely more well received than Bella was. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there was definitely some of that going on. But I don't think it would have been as prevalent within the fandom if she had been written better, if she had been characterized better. Because like I said, Ruby, again, the internalized misogyny, she was still kind of looked down upon. But again, she was a little more well-received because like I said, she's already in the season. She's better written. Yeah. She's a better character. Well, that's almost like... It's like, how could the writers not see? It's fucking stupid. Because, like, it's almost it's almost like the blame of the character failing was put on the audience not liking her. Not the fact that they did a poor job of conceiving and executing this character. It's kind of like how the um, creators of the last season of Game of Thrones refused to accept that they did a shit job at that last season i'm not even a like i didn't really watch game of thrones but i know how poorly they ended that show (laughs) and it's like it's not it's not the the audience's fault i mean no one wants to admit that when they're wrong or when they're doing something wrong and you know hollywood is notorious for being egotist full of egotistical monsters so, of course, they're not going to want to admit that they did something sure. wrong. So, it's easier to be like, bitches be jealous. Like, <laughs> did you like that? I like that. That was good. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm just disappointed. I'm just disappointed I didn't like her. Because I wanted to like her. And they just... they There's just a reality where her character could be good. It's just not this one. Yeah. The she belongs in an entirely the... different show. Yeah. The character, the acting... I can't think of her name right now, but like, yeah. I was just looking. In a different show with um, almost identical character, I'm sure she would have been awesome. Just fighting on that front. But mm-hmm. overall, I did like this episode. It makes it sound like I didn't know. Lauren Cohan. I think it's her. pronounced Cohen. Cohen? I think. She All right. Was- Oh, there's no notable music. Except for that weird music sting when the boys were driving up and it was like, we were suddenly on CSI Miami. What the fuck? There just felt like a lot of things in this episode that I'm like, why is this in a Supernatural episode? There's certain music that they play. All TV shows do this. Movies do this. You know, different things get different themes. Different characters get different themes like dean has his own theme i think sam has his own theme um i don't think they found it yet like i said actually i don't know when if i or if or when i've ever said this tall tales up to what we've watched 
so far is the only other episode that was just a straight comedy. We've had comedic elements of a lot of episodes, mm-hmm. but they've still always had that like horror element. So Tall Tales, and now I think this, I think we could just say as a straight comedy. Yeah. Except for how fucking scary Gordon is <laughs> bookending this episode. Yeah, he even is not he could save this episode. He is not in a comedy at all. But um, this is a straight comedy, and I don't think they've quite found, and they will, they haven't quite found that that uh, theme, that leitmotif that they end up giving their comedic episodes and their comedic scenes. Because I know what it is. I can hear it in my head. There are, there's allusions to it. I could hear it, like, sprinkled throughout the episode. But they don't, they haven't quite nailed it yet, I don't think. That's just, I don't know if you care about that, but. No, I, I like, like it. it. I like that stuff. I, I, I watch YouTube about some guy who goes on about this kind of shit for, like, hours on it. Which I always equate, they said Dean's theme, and I never consciously thought of it as Dean's theme. But I, as I was listening to it, I was like, oh, I always associate that for when we have a sad scene. (laughs) (laughs) When something really sad is happening. Oh, no. (laughs) And I like thinking about stuff like that. I mean. I love that stuff. Yeah, give props to somebody else who worked really fucking hard on it. So give props to them. Damn. I I love when characters have themes and then their themes converge into a new theme. John Williams did it uh, for Star Wars. Yeah. Leia had her own theme and then Leia and Han had a theme and it's great. Yeah, that that happens a lot. Like, especially if you have a couple, like, people will have their individual themes and then they'll have, like, their couple theme. Um, But... But I, he, my, the guy that I watch, um, Sideways on YouTube, if anybody cares, um, he was talking, he was talking about Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> Wait, Avatar The Last Airbender, not The Last Airbender. Not The, not last, the last Avatar, Avatar as Sarah said. Just for the record, I just pointed at the calendar I have on my wall, which is currently turned to a picture of Katara. But he was talking about that and about how um, doing these themes and leitmotifs is a lot harder on people writing music for television like this, which is why, which is probably why, especially in these early seasons, we're getting these weird, because we've mentioned it before when something just sounds like it's, like, this isn't supernatural. He said that it's harder because with a movie, you have, this is the script for the entire movie. Like, John Williams, like, knew how A New Hope was going to end. Yeah. So he can, like, look at this and be like, all right, this guy needs a theme. This moment needs this. You know, like like you said, Han and Leia have their own themes. Them as a couple has their own theme. Because he's read the fucking script. <laughs> <laughs> when you're working on a TV show, you might have, like, a couple scripts forward. But you're not even going to have, like, the whole season. Right. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. And that's, it's sometimes a detriment because, like I said, sometimes themes build on each other. And if you don't know what you're building towards, like, you might even create a theme and, like, you think, oh, this is going to be important. And then, like, it turns out not to be. And you're like, well, fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) Or... Like, you can't 
you can do some foreshadowing in movies with music on like a subconscious level people kind of pick up on it in tv it's a lot harder because like you you don't know what's gonna happen at least not far enough in the future for you to like build on that so i think that's why we get little things like that we get csi miami i think that i think in our most loathed episode of last season heart they played some cheesy melodrama musical music like i kind of remember that yeah yeah so that i think yeah i think the nature of what tv is is kind of like it kind of shoots the composers in the foot but you know they make it work and overall like especially going the further we get into the series uh i think they do a a good job and shout out because there's no other music to talk about anyway all right we talked about women talked about music do you have any other notes i don't know we talked about bella for a long time and now my throat's kind of sore i don't know (laughs) if you can hear that (laughs) we did we did talk for a long time right we just need to get it out because it's 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 fascinating like in the context of the show it's not fascinating but in the context of the entire like when you factor in like the fandom and how many years it's been since this aired that all putting that all together is fascinating i think all right i think i'm done um thank you for listening <laughs> did it look like my brain stopped no script it's really fucking with me this episode is gonna be a mess makes me think of like our first episode it's not, it's not gonna be that bad god I at least attempted an introduction. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, you can drop us a line at checkingthereview at gmail.com or go to the Tumblr. I am in the process of actually updating it, so <laughs> go to our Tumblr at checkingthereview, all one word. Uh, and uh, just have a better week than we've had this past week because we've seen some shit. <laughs> We've been through it. Yeah. Goodbye, Sarah. (laughs) Goodbye, Sarah.